Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryson. As always, I am Bryson with me today. I have the one, I have the slimming, I have the sexy. Did you say slimming? Yeah. That's nice. You're wearing a black shirt. It's very slimming on you. Oh, yeah, it is. It it's is. got the deep V, too. The little, little chest hair is flowing. Looks Always. Looks good. I, I, like to, I like to let the yeah. chest hair flow. But yeah. um, <clears throat> slimming would be... would be. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Because I'm not. Well, you're, you're slim enough. I'm Charlie, folks. Yeah, you are. Um, Charlie, the light is on. The light is on. That means we are on the air. That's right. And by on the air, we mean we're recording. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Maybe one day we'll take uh, Joe Giglio and Joe Ovius' spots. Yeah, maybe That'd so. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be awesome. We should we should challenge them to a uh, NFL football. Know it, know it off? Yeah, yeah. I don't should. think they could keep Kind of like uh, Stump the Schwab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stump, yeah. unsolicited advice. Yeah. But you... Joe and Joe. You'd have to really do your research because you couldn't bring us. You'd have like, you might Dude, bring I'm, us down. Oh no, I'm ready. Uh, they, sometimes they you know, don't do enough research they know, though. They know uh, this area is football. Yeah, I know all football. All football. Yeah, right. I agree with you. And here's the thing: I know like the the numbers and the and the names. Yeah, and you know the X's and O's. Yeah, like I think we can we can. I think yeah, I do anyone. The one two punch would be. <clears throat> it would it would be on. Unsurmount, insurmountable. Right. Yeah, we would be on Roy Cooper's like, yo, I got to meet these guys list. Roy Cooper being our our, our governor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because you know they do stuff with Roy all the time. Yeah, because he's a Hurricanes fan too. Right. And then and then I think we'd be on like uh, Goodell's list. Like, oh yeah, Goodell's like, yo, I need, I need to know these. Do guys. you think he would give us his chair? It's apparently in the Hall of Fame, but oh, I really? think we could pull a couple strings. That would be awesome. 2024 NFL draft, Charlie. It's coming to Cleveland. Are we going? We said next draft. It, we're going. <clears throat> I thought, I thought well, it's 2023. Draft... 23 yeah, thought... or 24? I, th- I think the draft is in Cleveland like in, in two weeks. No. no. Where is it? It's in Vegas. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. It's in Vegas this year. That's right. And then I think it comes back to Cleveland next year. Okay. I think that's what we said, right? So we're going. Are we going? Yeah, we're going. We said when it came back to the East Coast, we're going to go. Okay. So I think we should go. Okay. So 2023, we're going to start planning now. Okay. To go. Good. I think it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it'll be fun. And we would live stream it. I I mean, we've always talked about that being one of our dreams. Yes. To go. Yes. And it would be sick. Be absolutely sick. It'd be awesome. It'd be, oh, it'd be unbelievable. We'll do it. Yeah. Speaking of which, Bryce. Charlie. Let's talk some football. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, just because this is a sports po- it, it is a football podcast, but I have to say today is a big day in, in uh, <clears throat> North Carolina for basketball. Yeah. Final four, uh, UNC versus Duke tonight. I know when y'all are listening to this, the game will be over uh, and done with. And uh, But I just wanted to say, we don't have to talk about it. I just wanted to say... <clears throat> big day, big sports day in North Carolina. Yeah, I agree. So it's Saturday the 2nd, Charlie, it and is. it's game day. And I've gone out and about. I've run some errands today, and everywhere I go is different shades of blue. Now, around here where we live, mostly Carolina blue. Yeah. Not much Duke blue, mostly Carolina blue from what I've seen. So right. we live in obviously a little small microcosm. Yep. Um, obviously, if you went a little more north, I think you'd see a little bit more Duke blue. 
Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe. I think it's a little split around So here. my therapist, my uh, my occupational therapist for my hand, uh, my wrist, she uh, she was surprised how... Little you cared? No, how many... <laughs> <laughs> how many people... Uh, she's like, you know, I'm surprised how many people are Duke fans considering... It, she considers it very elitist. And so mm. I, I respond, I'm like, well, I, I consider UNC kind of elitist too. And I hope I didn't offend her because her daughter goes to UNC. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Ugh. You're walking a line there. Well, I, either way, I said, uh, I, I, I held by that. I'm like, I think they're both kind of elitist. Yeah. But um, So I told Kelly, Kelly's obviously from Ohio, um, but obviously she works with a, wah, lot, wah. a lot of people from here. Um, but I did tell her, I was like, okay. So if people ask you at work this week, you just say you're neutral. You don't really care. But if you had to cheer for anyone, there's arguments that could be made either way. And no one really likes Duke, but you definitely can't cheer for North Carolina. So you just hope that the game ends in a tie. I don't know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, it's, in the final four. I hope it's a tie. Yeah, I hope we yeah, have three teams yeah, of the championship. I told her just just say you're an NC State fan, and then people will stop asking you questions. Right. So just please plead the fifth. Don't say anything. If you say that you're on one side or the other, people are going to grill you. I told her like you just say you're from Ohio. You don't care, and then, and then that'll be good. Then people won't bother you about it. But yeah, I it's been leading up to today has been. Okay, it hasn't been as, um, I don't know. I haven't heard too much about it until today. Like, today is the first day that I'm starting to really see people out and about, like, wearing their jerseys, doing all the things. So, I'll be curious to see how the game ends up tonight. Um, but, Charlie, let's go ahead and do a pick. Who do you got tonight? UNC or Duke? Oh, no, I thought... I. Uh, well, I said let's talk football, and then we. No, no, we but did the but cheer. we have to give a score. No, because no, 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 no. But we have to. You have to pick one. We're not doing a score. Okay, you don't have to do a score, but you have to pick. I, a I team want. I want um, Shashevsky to to win. Finish his career, beating Chapel Hill in the Final Four and winning the the national championship. I wow. Do. I do. I okay, do. so Charlie has Duke winning. Okay. No, no, I just want that to happen. Oh, but you have Duke winning then. In order for that to happen, Duke has right. to win tonight. Right, sure. So, yeah. Duke, Charlie, you have Duke. So, you got Hubie? You got Hubert? Um, Come on, dude. You know, remember when we were in at Duke lacrosse camp in those I got dorms? Duke. I honestly, I would rather I would rather cheer for Duke. Really. And, those, and those dorms that they had no AC and yeah. it was the middle of July and yeah. we were at that lacrosse camp. Yeah, and it, it was brutal. So, it was awful. Yeah. It was awful. Dude. Yeah, it was terrible. But we would go sit on the Shashevskyville sh- sign. Yeah, come on, dude. Listen, I think Duke's gonna win. I really do. I, 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 it will be a very close contested game. But I think Duke's just got too much talent. Now, all right, it's all, right hard- all right, all right. We got We got to move to football. Okay, we gotta, okay. We, all right, that's fine. So we both have Duke then. Yeah. God, we're gonna look like jackasses if yep. UNC wins. Yep. Awesome. But we're not. This isn't a basketball podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, so we have we no can idea. be wrong. This we is a shot in the dark. Hey, we're, we're wrong about football all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> we're throwing darts at a dartboard way across the room. Yeah. All right, here we go. Charlie, are you ready? Uh, yeah. All right, yep. Charlie. I've compiled a list of all of the storylines since our last pod, and 
Obviously, again, since our last pod, it has been quite a crazy offseason in the NFL. So I'm just going to go. Some of these are not in chronological order, but I, I tried to do my best here. Um, first things first. Well, so the first thing, the first major thing that happened since our podcast was Matt Ryan getting traded. Let's start there. Yeah, let's do it. So Matt Ryan obviously gets traded to the Colts. Atlanta receives only one pick in exchange. Only one. And it's a... 2022 third round pick. First of all, Charlie, my initial reactions is the Panthers got absolute fleeced for Sam Darnold. Fleeced. Yep. yep. We gave up a second, a third, and a fifth for Sam Darnold. Yep. And Matt Ryan, who's a capable quarterback, way more than Sam Darnold, goes for only a third. Bullshit, if you ask me. Okay. But that's that, that you just, know that gif of uh what's the guy from uh oh, what is his name? Uh he Parks and Rec. Uh, Ron Swanson? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that gif of him just like kind of giggling to, to yeah. himself. Yeah. That is. Was that what uh, you felt? Because that's not what I felt. I felt like a little kid screaming like like I didn't get the pony that I wanted for my fifth birthday. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah you, pro- you probably. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, though, I, I really like this move for the Colts. I mean, how well do you think Matt Ryan will fit in with the Colts? Um, I think he's actually a perfect fit. I think so. Their <clears throat> past few quarterbacks. I think Matt Ryan is the most accomplished. Most like this is the best quarterback they've had. And over Philip Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, because this is over Andrew Luck. No. Okay. But I think that Matt Ryan has a better opportunity. Has a better team, and is more ready to. So when when we were talking about um oh also Tom Brady unretired but when the NFC South was Matt Ryan was the only quarterback that had ever completed a 2 minute drill in that if you will in that division so I think that the Colts have a huge opportunity right now yeah they they are for sure have the best quarterback in the division would you Oh absolutely absolutely between absolutely. Ryan Tannehill uh, I mean, we'll see what we get out of Trevor Lawrence next year, but like, I, I still think Matt Ryan's probably the best one walking right into it. Yeah, and I, I think he's got a great opportunity to do some great things there. And I, I think he. I bet he's very excited. I think he is too. I think it's a perfect fit for what the Colts want to do, and he is everything. He will give them everything that they got out of Carson Wentz last year, but minus the. Not minus as many stupid mistakes. Matt Ryan is obviously getting older, and he's obviously way more of a pocket passer than Carson Wentz is. But Matt and Ryan's also much, le- much le- smarter less, with the ball. Right, less athletic, but but overall, uh, I think this was best case scenario for the for the Colts. So I, I think Matt Ryan will take them further the than thing, what Carson they traded, Wentz. When was. they traded Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan probably wasn't even on their radar. And no. then he, he became on their radar and he's like they're like, hey, absolutely yeah. this is who I want. Yeah. Let's yeah. go get him. Yeah. And a he's still got pick? probably two, three, maybe even four more solid years worth in him. And I think in that system he fits so perfectly. And you look at the the contract, I mean it's it's like over twenty million dollars, but that's just what quarterbacks cost. I mean, that's not like – it's not Panthers a, are paying Sam Darnold $18 million next year. It's not an expensive contract. No, for, it's not. For a starting quarterback that has one MVP, 
that is still it's not like and and please don't I I love Cam Newton. No, but Cam Newton won MVP and like his play has seriously gone down. But like Matt Ryan has won MVP and his play has gone down since then. But I mean, he is a he is ready to take a team to the playoffs and do well in the playoffs. Knows how to play in the playoffs. It, it's just a different situation, and I think it's it's a great get for the. Um, the Colts. the Colts. No, I absolutely agree. I think he will, like I said, he will take them further than Carson Wentz did, which obviously wasn't that far. But I think he's just more, he is a little bit more of a polished fit for what they're looking for. He is Carson Wentz, but more polished. And, and in this situation. Without the athletic running ability. Right, stuff. but I think that hurt Carson more than it helped Carson. Right. My only question at this point is, who is, who is he going to throw to besides Michael Pittman? That's my concern here. Obviously, you have a great running back in in um, in Taylor, but who else are they going to have for Matt Ryan to throw to? Paris Campbell's shows a lot of potential, but he's been injured more than he's been helpful. And you know, obviously, you have Ty. I don't know if they've re-signed him or not. I don't remember. I still think he's a free agent. I just want to know, like. Okay, now the Colts have gone out and they found a quarterback they could probably keep for the next two or three years. And he's a perfect, perfect fit for them and for what they want to do. What are they going to do to help him out? I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts are one of those teams who go up and maybe go get a wide receiver or draft a wide receiver in the first round and just let him play. Let him play right away. And I think that's what they need is they need more playmakers for Matt Ryan. But... Charlie, I thought this was, I know it kind of fell into the Colts' lap, but it was kind of a genius move by them. I think it was and great. And Chris Ballard on just kind of playing it slow. I mean, you know, they were they were the one team who, you know, everyone was linking all of these early quarterbacks to go to potentially. They sat back, they were patient, and I think it worked out perfectly for yeah, them. Yeah, I, I think it was awesome. Um, so they, so Jack Doyle retired their tight end, but Mo Alley-Cox re-signed. Yep. I think he's going to be a great tight end for them. Um, I I just want to. He throw reminds something. me a lot of Algie Crumpler. Like, yeah, but but much more athletic than Algie Crumpler. Algie Crumpler was a bigger type he was, of tight end, right? He you was, I mean? but at this route tree wise product, and what uh, they're UNC able, product by the way, what they're able to do, he reminds me a lot of Algie Crumpler. Yeah, but uh, let's let's not forget that there is someone very important in free agency. What if they went and got Julio Jones? Julio Jones is a free agent right now. Yeah. And why don't you why not? Why not? I mean, he's gonna be cheap. Uh, he'd be really cheap, yeah. And uh there is one guy that made him who he is. That was Matt Ryan. I'm out on I'm out on Julio. That's fine, that's fine. I'm out. That's why he's so cheap. Hey, what if you have him for a full season, have him healthy, which he may not be. Yeah. He may not be, but that's why you, you he's cheap. I yeah I I think it's how you use him. I don't think he's a starting but, wide receiver anymore. But, but like, what if what certain, if he is though? And what if with Matt Ryan? Right, right. I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, I, what have you got to lose if he's so cheap? He's gonna be cheap. Right, right. I can't imagine that they're gonna be at, he, that his agent's gonna be like, yo, we need top top yeah. receiver money. You no, know? No, I agree. I so agree. I think and that, I think, you know, having Matt Ryan there, I think it would do him a lot of justice. Now, there are still a handful of solid free agent wide receivers out there, but I think 
If I'm the Colts, I'm going to snag a young young buck. Sure. I'm going to snag and a deep threat. And there's still probably plenty of options. Because Matt Ryan can still throw it deep. And that's the thing. It's like, I, I just want to see what the Colts finish to put around him in that in that sense. But I really think Matt Ryan has a lot of potential here. And I was thinking about this today when I knew, obviously, we were doing the pod, Charlie. If they get one more stud wide receiver, and whether that's a, a guy out of the draft or whatever it is, I think Matt Ryan has the potential to be a mid-tier QB1 next year in fantasy football. Sure. I could see him having an over over 4,000-yard passing season. The thing is, last year, he was a he still was a... He was, he was a QB2. He was a QB2. A high QB2. High QB2, low, low very QB1. low QB1. And that's why I think this, this spot here, obviously they're going to use Jonathan Taylor still. But I think if they get him more pieces in the passing game... I really do believe he can be a mid-tier QB1 in fantasy football next year. I think he could potentially have over 4,000 yards passing. If you and here I'm I'm still going to sit on my um Julio Jones soapbox. If you saw if you go back and look at some of Julio Jones highlights for the Titans, there weren't many, but when he the ball was thrown to him, he made some incredible catches. He did. The dude still has talent. He does. He can catch the ball. He can still run. He can still run his routes. I kind of like the fit if they're like, "Hey, um, why don't you come on, come on with us?" I I I, I love that fit. Um, and uh, granted that it's a a cheap, right? If he, if they're asking if he's asking too much money, then no, nah, right? you, but I think I think that would be a really cool fit, and they both resurrect well matt ryan doesn't need to resurrect his career but uh maybe julio jones does and right um i think he could do it there in indianapolis and it's not like they're playing they're not playing in a division that's nearly as tough as the nfc south was i i 100 agree um so charlie obviously in a parallel move since matt ryan gets moved off of the atlanta falcons the atlanta falcons go out and they sign marcus mariota in the qb free agency class what do you think? Just give me a, a general sense on where you think, how you think Marcus Mariota fits there. Are we are we talking a bridge type situation here? Do you think he could be? I mean, I know they have Felipe Franks on the bench, but the the debate is out on him. Do you think Marcus Mariota is the QB of their future, or do you think he's just kind of a bridge guy until they can get to next year's QB draft class and and get one of those top tier guys like C.J. Stroud or or someone else, Bryce Young. The reality is he is going to be a bridge guy, but I don't think he's like a like a one. I mean, here's the thing. Arthur Smith is the Falcons head coach. He was part of the coaching staff that drafted Marcus Mariota. I think that he really likes Marcus Mariota. They Marcus Mariota is going to come in and know that offense, just get refreshed yeah. and I actually I really thought that was a very smart pickup. A cheap again pickup. Yes. Yep. Um, and I th- I thought that was a genius move. They're like, okay, uh, you know, we, uh, what what would you say? They kicked the tires on the Deshaun Watson thing. Yeah. Didn't work. Matt Ryan was like, oh damn. So this happened, and they're like, so they're kind of like, hey, we're gonna move you now. Right. And so then they got Marcus Mariota, and I thought that was a genius move. I because like, of the familiarity. Right, right, right. It to me this was the Falcons saying, "Okay, 
we're going full rebuild mode. And it wasn't necessarily the fact of signing Marcus, Marcus Mariota. It was the fact of getting rid of Matt Ryan. I like the signing of Marcus Mariota. I think he can give you something here and there. But in my opinion, this was the Falcons saying, okay, we're going to go into rebuild mode. And that's what I think they need to do. Now, I still think the Falcons, I hope the Panthers aren't the worst team in the NFC South next year. I could see them being that way, but I hope not. But I think the Falcons are well on their way to having a top 10 pick again next year and then drafting another quarterback. I, I just, in my opinion, the way they've they've gone about this free agency and just everything, they could have... They have a lot of holes to fill, but the Marcus Mariota thing, I agree. I think it was the best fit for their situation. He knows the offense. He has familiarity with the coaching staff. Good on them, but getting rid of Matt Ryan shows that, in my opinion, they're ready to just go ahead and start the rebuild. So, moving on, Charlie, to I another... I don't, I don't know about the rebuild, but... Uh, but- but I'm not gonna. I don't, Who I don't else know. besides Cordero Patterson do they truly have? That's gonna scare you. Besides Kyle Pitts. Oh, I was gonna say Kyle Pitts. And and who's your list after that? Because Calvin Ridley's on. Right, right, right. So I think they need they need options. Right. Um, and they don't for, have any for Marcus Mariota, but he's he provides another option. He provides a little bit more of a threat. Um. Besides just a passing threat. He's not the passing threat that Matt Ryan is, but he adds another. He adds a little running threat. Yeah, he adds adds another dynamic. All right, so let's move on to another NFC South quarterback. The Saints re-signed Jameis on a two-year, $28 million deal, Charlie. Good, bad, indifferent. What do you think for both Jameis and the Saints? Hey, Jameis played well in the beginning of the year before he got injured. He did. Saints, another team who were, again, kicking the tires or making a pretty strong push for Deshaun Watson. but A hell of a strong push. End up empty-handed here. It like they were going to get him. Yeah, end up empty-handed here. And so, so you like the signing of Jameis again? Yeah, well, what was what was an alternative? Taysom Hill. No, okay. I disagree. I just I I don't think that he's. I, I I mean, hey, if you've got Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, who are you gonna who are you gonna start? I have my own opinion, but I don't know what the I can't say. I'm asking the Saints. You, well, I'm asking you your opinion, Jameis probably. Okay. But also, we I haven't can... seen we this year. We got enough of of Taysom Hill. We got to see enough of Taysom. Yeah, we didn't get to see enough of Jameis last year before his ACL injury. And that's where it's like... But he played well when he did play. Sam Darnold played well for the first four weeks of the season, too. Three, I would say. You know, four, he... After four, he started to fall off. Okay. Okay, but you know what I mean. It's like, well, I'm not sure that we saw enough there. So, I think it was the best idea for the Saints. James Winston has had losing seasons where he's thrown 30 touchdowns. And also 30 interceptions. And 30 interceptions. (laughs) That's record-breaking shit right there, dude. That is record-breaking. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really like Jameis over Taysom and, um, there's familiarity there. So the contract, it is what it is. Yeah. You have to pay a quarterback. Well, I mean, Mitch Trubisky got a two year, what was it? $14 million deal, right? So this is basically just paying him a little bit more than that. It's a two year, $28 million deal here. So, you know, paying your guy, which I, I'd love to see the Saints cap numbers because I, I just don't 
where's their money going? Like, uh, is Drew Brees is still somewhere on their books, some way, somehow, and it's probably a large no, chunk of change. I don't think so. Uh, I do. I do. If okay, maybe I so. I don't know where he's at. Maybe this is their first year off of it, but I they're in cap issues. They've been in because, cap because issues. Have... That was their main issue with trying to go get Deshaun was getting underneath the cap. Well, yeah, the problem is they've already converted all their big salaries to like signing, signing bonuses. bonuses, right? So they've spent a lot of money. They have a lot of big time players on their team. Yeah, they do. They really do. And they so haven't paid them yet. That's why they got Jameis. Well, that's true. They were about they were by the way, team with the most cap space right now, Carolina Panthers. That's one thing. That's probably the only thing I can brag about right now. It means nothing at all. But. Yeah, especially on the back end of free agency. <laughs> that means- Listen, I can brag about something, okay? Don't take everything away from me, Charlie. Okay. All right, Charlie, let's move on. So we have some news that happened today. Devontae Parker gets traded to the New England Patriots. Miami receives a third round, one third-round pick. New England gets Devontae Parker and a fifth-round pick. Charlie, do you like the move? How do you think Devontae Parker fits in with the Patriots offense? We know their biggest issue last year was pass catchers, and it wasn't through the tight end spot. It was through the wide receiver spots. So how do you think Devontae fits in there well? And and kind of how do you think uh, the move went down as far as Miami goes too? Well, <clears throat> so we haven't like gone through what has happened since or before today, but that makes... Devontae Parker, the number one receiver on the Patriots squad, right? You think? Who would be? Who would Carry be? Heel, Heel, Hair, in Nikhil Harry. Sorry, Jeez. no, no, no. He's like four. He was four before him. Uh, they have Kendrick, Co- Kendrick Bourne, and um. They had Demir Bird, but he signed with no, uh, no, no, that uh, signed with the Falcons. And then they've got the the NC State kid. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Um, they've got. They've got another guy, but he, Jacoby Myers, Jacoby Myers, and they had someone else, um, but uh, he uh, he becomes number one, where he was probably now about to be number three or four. Yeah, and he could, and in my opinion, Devontae Parker could be number one or two in, on a lot of teams. So at least number two. Good for. Devontae Parker to go to the Patriots. He he I think will be the most talented receiver that New England has. I would agree. I don't know that. I think they'll I think New England's another team that could probably draft a wide receiver too. Sure. And they do. Yeah. And they Nikhil Harry was a absolute bust. Yeah. Because but I think it's because of their style of offense yeah and that's it's it's a very complicated route tree and i'll be really curious to see what they end up doing here charlie where obviously we know josh mcdaniels goes to the to the raiders do they keep the same style of offense is the play calling the same are the route trees the same i'll be curious to see what that looks like moving forward for the patriots and if it's as complicated as it's always been in the past for the Pats and in and, and understanding. And that's always been the Patriots issue is having wide receivers who know what the route trees are. And you have to have really cerebral wide receivers and, and know and, and have some really, really good connections and understanding with the quarterback as far as what route should be run given the coverage or 
or whatever it may be. So I'll be curious to see how he fits in with that. Um, Charlie, while we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, though, we, we could talk about a million different things. Miami Dolphins have been... Your boy Mike McDaniels has been popping off here, Charlie. Damn right, yeah. He's, been. he's been popping off here, okay? So let's just go through the Miami news if hey, you're good with that. Yeah, let me let me preface it by saying this. Um, the Miami... Uh, uh, Season tickets yeah. sold out. Are they really? Yeah. Wow. First hard time Rock's going to have sold out seats? I find that hard to believe. They they anticipate every single game to be sold out. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, same. But, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, look at all they've, they've brought in, dude. Yeah, no, I get it. I Listen, the hype is in Miami right now. The hype is legit in the Miami. South Beach, uh, baby. Yeah. So, Charlie, let's just knock out some Miami news since they, a lot of this is is through them. I think the first and foremost uh, important thing is, Charlie, Miami goes out and somehow, some way, pulls Tyreek Hill from the Chiefs to Miami. This is what the Chiefs get for Tyreek. This year's first... This year's second, this year's fourth, next year's fourth and sixth. So we're talking five draft picks for one wide receiver. The reason why Kansas City got rid of Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes' contract. They couldn't afford it, Charlie. Nope. So it just goes to prove, like, A, good on Kansas City to identify, hey, Eventually, we're probably going to lose this guy, so let's go ahead and move him now while we can still get a lot for him instead of waiting to the last minute, not agreeing on a contract, and then losing him for absolutely nothing. But even better on Miami. Miami's one of those teams who has a handful of first-round draft picks this year, so they find all this draft capital, and they end up moving it and. Charlie, they already had Jalen Waddle, who looked like a wide receiver one last year. Now, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, uh, I think. Didn't Albert Wilson sign with them, too, in free agency? He was there. They, they have another third wide receiver. Um, Albert Wilson, I thought, was with the Cowboys, though. Mm-mm. Okay. Oh, Cedric Wilson. Cedric, Cedric Wilson. Wilson. Sorry, yes. signed with the, yes. with the um, Dolphins? Yes, he did. He did, he did. right? Yep. So now they have three legit wide receivers. So at this point, actually, hold on. If Tua, I'll, I'll double check that. He might have been. He might have signed with the Jags. Right. My point play. is this: if Tua can't figure it out with this offense, he's got to go. Right. I mean, you have Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle, and you have a third wide receiver. You have Raheem Mostert. You have Chase Edmonds and Miles Gaskin. Charlie. Not only there's their backfield loaded, but with Tyreek there and Jalen Waddle. I mean, A, if Tua can't figure this out, Tua's got to go. B, Mike McDaniels couldn't have a better group of just absolute playmakers here in his first year as a head coach. If they could just get their defense to hang in there and, and get them some stops, I mean, gosh, I I really, I, I'm looking to Miami. Well, here's, here's what I like about what I mean, Miami, Miami's got to have a lot of fantasy football upside this year, right? Sure, sure. And what I like about what Mike McDaniels did is um, he didn't, so as far as being a head coach, he's like, hey, I'm here to change the offense, but the defense, we're keeping the same. He kept the same 
defense that Brian Flores had. Yep. So he's got the same defensive coordinator, same defensive coaches, same defense. And they re-signed Emmanuel Ogba. I mean, that they was They got their... Teron Armstead on the offensive line, which yeah. is huge. I mean... Because that's where they had some issues besides Laramie Tunsil. There's a very real possibility that the Dolphins went from a... What what was it? A nine and eight team, or eight and nine? Either way, like a right around five hundred to uh, we're we're challenging the Bills. I don't think. Look, the Bills are the best team in that division by far. They will win that division. But there's no reason why Miami can't come out as you know a top four, maybe not even a top four seed, but. A fifth, sixth seed. I mean, you can get into the wild card, obviously, now that there's seven different teams. I mean, you know, I, I agree. Winning the division, maybe a year or two out, depending on what Buffalo does in the next couple of years. And the but Buff- Buffalo may take that division like like uh, the Patriots have for the past 20 years. Right, pretty right. Much. But there's no reason why Miami can't be in the playoff picture Moving forward, and not not only like you said, Charlie, do they get Teron Armstead on a five year, eighty seven million dollar deal, which is insane, but they also shore up their number one defensive back with Xavier Howard. So Xavier Howard had three years left on his deal, Charlie. He had three years, forty mil left on his current deal. They go ahead and re-sign him to another five year, fifty million dollar deal which means that he is currently locked up for the next nine years and $90 million, Charlie. Not only did Miami have a whole lot is of money. Is that what that means? Is that yes. what the, yes. So it's the next nine years? It's not. I, you know, obviously with contracts, are there some opt-outs? I'm sure. So sure. it's not the next three years are not included in that five years? No. No. Dang. Yeah. So it was stacked on top of the next three Wowzers. years on top of it. So. You know, is there some blend? Yeah, I'm sure there probably is, but just absolutely just shelling out money Miami is. All right, Chuck, so I'm just going to run through some other notable free agent signings here, and then we'll finish uh, with probably the biggest news of the week here. Um, Bobby Wagner signs a five-year, $50 million deal up to $65 million Signs with the Los Angeles Rams, Charlie. As an NFC West uh, fan, how, how does that make you feel? Uh, well, here's the thing: the dude is still a hundred tackle guy. He still had a hundred tackles last year. He, he he'll be way better than whatever else they throw out there at running at uh, middle linebacker because last year it sucked. Uh, and uh, yeah, that sucks. I thought we were gonna take a run at him and pair him up with. Our dude, but uh, five year, fifty mil, up to sixty five mil with uh, incentives, Charlie. That's insane. You know what? I still don't think he's gonna be able to stop us. So. Hey, good it is you. what it is, and they did stop us. But but uh, the Sean McVay is going to pay people, mm-hmm. pay other people, yeah, until he's out of a job. But he just won the Super Bowl, so I know he's he's it's a long ways from that happening. But yeah, well, and in, in my opinion, this was a big area of need of them was linebacker, and man, did they like, fill that spot? Like yeah. I, you know, whether or not Bobby Wagner still has the the juice to run with top dogs in the league, 
you know, that's that's up for debate. But, man, does he make your defense better. I tell you what, and yeah, run support and, alone. And, and not just in, like, play, but in leadership and right. locker room. You know, he's... It's more in coverage. He's just, he's, he's, he's like, he's losing a step in coverage. And that's where, in run support, there's no question at all. Right. No question at all. But it's in coverage where I think there's starting to be questions to have. But, Charlie, um, the Chiefs obviously lose Tyreek Hill, but they go out and they sign another burner in Marquez Valdez-Scanling from the Green Bay Packers. Um, Three-year, $30 million deal. How do we like that? Do we think it's a good schematic fit there for the Chiefs? Uh, do you think they're better off without Tyreek Hill? Um, how do we – what do we think here? What do you, What's your thoughts? Um <clears throat> So here's the thing that I, this is what I've been thinking about. I would have been I would have been fine with this entire transaction. So like trading away Tyreek and getting MVS if the rest of the AFC West didn't just get so much better. Yeah. And so before Tyreek got traded, the AFC West just got so much better, and I thought that you could have roll the dice and that's that's who wins you know what i mean who wins the division if you lose one key person i felt like you could lose the division and i think it's possible just by losing tyreek they fall to the bottom of the division now now i i understand how crazy that sounds but i don't think it sounds that crazy i mean i think that you could have done a lot of things. You could have, I think they could have, just by losing um, the Honey Badger, Tyran Matthew, they could have lost the division that way. They could go all the way from one to four just by losing one key player. But you trade away Tyreek. And I know how incredible that Patrick Mahomes is, but I also know how incredible every other quarterback in that division is. Right. And every other quarterback in that division has a number one wide receiver. Now, who's the Chiefs' number one wide and, receiver? And let me just say, the Raiders, who finished second in that division, did not have a number one wide receiver. They had Hunter Renfro, who was not necessarily a, right. a number one wide receiver that right. you would You expect. could argue, not a wide receiver, pass catcher, or whatever. Sure, you could whatever. Argue. But, but now they have three number ones, in my opinion, the, the Raiders do. Hunter Renfro made his, he's like, hey, no, I am oh, number one. And then they got Devontae Adams. And, and they also have Darren Waller. Darren Waller, the tight end. And Derek Carr is no slouch. And, and he is, everyone will want to make the argument. And I agree. He's probably the, and we've already said this, the worst quarterback in that division. And he's a top 10 passer. But now he has all of these weapons. So Patrick Mahomes now. Who are your weapons, dude? You've got Travis Kelsey. Marquez Valdez-Scanling. Is not... he. Aaron Rodgers made Marquez Valdez-Scanling. And here's the thing. Um, Jordy Nelson. He was a average athlete, player, pass catcher. But Aaron Rodgers made him. And then he went to the Raiders. He wasn't that good. And then he, his career was done. Yeah. So, I guess MVS, like, I think he was overpaid. Uh, I'm so happy that he got his contract for him personally, like everything. But I I think that the uh, Chiefs might be hurting a little bit in this division after all of that. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, so I, I think they might be three or four in that division at the end of the year. Listen, I, I know we're go- we'll get into the division races uh, towards the um, towards the more of the regular or the off season here, but I, I agree. Right. That I think it's 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 tough to project where the Chiefs are going to be next year. Again, another team that needs to go out and go draft probably a top ten wide receiver here. Yep, and they got some they got some draft capital for it. So right, right. So Charlie, obviously uh, moving on here, Zedarius Smith goes and signs a three year, forty two million dollar deal with the Vikings. I really like this deal. I think he'll fit in with that defense very well. Obviously, he was on the Green Bay Packers last year, and he's now he's going. And was with the Vikings, but then pulled out and the, is now the, ra- the, the Ravens. Ravens. Sorry, but pulled out and now is going to the Vikings. So I think obviously he will only make that defense better, which they need. Playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette signs a three-year twenty. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me just talk about Darius Smith for a second. So he, this was before the actual uh, new league year started. So they, you know. Th- all of a sudden, we were talking about all these moves that had happened before actually anything was signed. So, so Darius Smith had committed to the Ravens on a deal, and then he saw all these Like a other verbal co- commitment, basically. Yes, yes. Yeah. Kind of like on signing day for right. the high school kids. Um, and uh, he saw all these other pass rushers getting all this crazy money. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me pull back. And that's what he did. And then he got probably millions more for less years. Years, right. I mean, he... Three-year, 42 mil. I don't blame him. And, hey, uh, the Vikings got a great pass rusher. All right, so moving on here, Chuck. Obviously, Buccaneers get Leonard Fournette back on a three-year, $21 million deal. Uh, It makes sense for both parties here. I think playoff Lenny's been pretty good. With the Buccaneers, obviously teaming him back up with Tom Brady, I think is good for both parties, as we said. The Bengals go out and find their true... I think Lyle Callens will probably plug in as their left tackle, as he was with the Cowboys. But they get Lyle Collins on a three-year, $30 million deal. I know there were a handful of teams who were, as you said, kicking the tires on Lyle Collins. I know the Panthers were one of them. But it sounds like uh, when Lyle went to Cincinnati, Cincinnati would not let him leave without getting the deal done. So he gets a nice little deal there. Joe Burrow is probably very thankful for that as well. Charlie, one of the other last couple of stories here is Robert Woods gets dealt from the Rams to the Tennessee Titans for only a six-round draft pick. So obviously Robert Woods tears his ACL early on into the season. The Rams go and get OBJ so that they can fill his spot. OBJ ends up doing just that, but then OBJ tears his ACL in the Super Bowl. Um, well, so- hold on, hold on. So they went and got OBJ, and the week they got OBJ, Robert was then towards ACL. Right, right. So it was kind of a plug-and-play situation. Right, right. Tennessee, I think he'll fit right in with Tennessee. I think him... And A.J. Brown will have a really good one-two combo. Yeah, I think that's going to be a better get than Julio Jones was for them. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, I Robert think- Woods is more of a durable guy, and I think he'll fit into that system 
those two wide receiver sets like Tennessee typically likes to run. Yep. I kind of surprised the Rams only got a sixth round pick for him, but obviously with the injury, there there it is what it is. You're not going to get too much. Yep. Um, really interesting to see there, Charlie. Last story I have, Chuck, is Bruce Arians almost in the middle of the night holds a press conference and announces to the world that he is stepping down from head coach and into a front office role and that Todd Bowles steps in as the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Charlie, what are your thoughts here? It seemed a little odd to me, the timing of the press conference. I know we had talked about it, that maybe Tom had some influence here. Maybe that's why Tom had retired, is that there were growing uh, issues with him and Bruce Arians. But, Charlie, what's your thoughts here with with the the situation and how it all went down? Um, I think that he probably had this in his mind beforehand like he was probably pretty ready to do it so what what's the deal with the timing then um that's a great question that's kind of what where i'm like caught up on it um i think here here's my true true thoughts about it if tom brady had not come out of retirement then i think that Bruce Aarons would have held on a little longer because he would have felt like he left the team in a bad spot. Yeah, yeah. So I think that when Tom Brady came out, it helped him like, okay, I'm not leaving the team in as, as bad of a spot. And Todd Bowles deserved a head coaching gig probably this round. So he was probably surprised that Todd Bowles didn't get one. He was probably surprised that um, uh, Byron Leftwich didn't get a yeah a spot, a head coaching gig. So I bet that really bothered him. And so he, I think he had set it out very much to the point where he was so ready to pass it off. And then Tom Brady retired. And he's like, Oh dang. Okay. I can't leave this team like this. Then Tom Brady came back. And now look, I know a lot of people want to do the conspiracy theory thing where they're like, uh, no, I think that, they didn't get along. Look, there's not a single player that I've heard, and I, I listen to football a lot, you know, and I listen to pe- players come come on, talk about uh, Bruce Arians. There's not a single player that has said he's tough to, co- to play for. They love Bruce Arians, and here's what they say. He doesn't like losing, and Tom Brady doesn't like losing, so... Yeah, there was probably some butting of heads when they didn't go to the Super Bowl last year. Um, having said that, I, I think that Bruce Aarons was probably ready to make that retirement move. And then Tom Brady retired and said, he's like, damn, I've got I've to coach this year. Tom Brady came back, had Todd Bowles ready, um, although Todd Bowles said he was he was surprised, um, I, I I don't I don't I'm not gonna feed into the um, the theory that there were there was some dis you know issues with him and Tom. The, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like that. I don't I don't think that's that's true. I think that um, it just is what it is. He he was ready to go, and he the timing is is odd. But um, I think that 
he's going to take the front office position because he's going to help Todd Bowles through the offensive side of things. Uh, Byron left, which was probably right there in the com- at the combine, like scouting the offensive players, whereas Todd Bowles was more scouting the defensive players. So I, I think I think it'll be okay. I think it'll be a smooth transition, believe it or not. What do you think? I'm I'm curious to know what you think about it because you are a coach, and I want to know how you how you see this transition. Um, I think the transition itself will go easy just because Bruce Arians has that connection with Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich at this point. And it's not like he's completely stepping away. Like he's just stepping right. out of the head coaching spot and into a senior assistant role. So he's still there in the building, which I think will be super helpful for that transition. So, you know, I don't think there'll be much to be said about that. Um, and I think both the coordinators, obviously Byron and Todd Bowles are both very capable of continuing to do what they normally do. Um, so I don't see much happening here. When I found out that this was going down, I thought two things. My first thought was, why is this going down in the middle of the night? There has to be some sort of reason. And there are two reasons that I could think of. A, there's issues with inside the building that they don't want to talk about. Or B, Bruce Arians is outsmarting all of us. Whereas if he retired or held this press conference at 2 o'clock on a weekday, it would be a massive deal. Massive. He held it at like 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. And therefore, there's very there was talked about it the one day, and it's kind of over with. So it's kind of like, if you think about it, like your post on Instagram, if you try and time up your post so that more people see it, This was my thought. Maybe Bruce Arians is timing this up so that it's not as big of a deal, that it's not creating some sort of massive distraction or anything like that else. And it's like with as crazy as free agency has been, it's kind of been put off. Like we talked about it the very first day and then that's it. No one's really been talking about it ever since. So maybe he's just outsmarting all of us where he purposely timed it this way so that it would be in and it would be out and it's flushed out through the cycle of, of off-season news. And that was the only thing I could think of um, as to if there wasn't a true issue inside the building, maybe Bruce Aarons is just a lot smarter than the rest of us and this was strategically timed so that it's not a distraction to the team. It's not a distraction for Todd or for Byron or or anyone else affiliated with the program or, or the, the team. And that's why... If that's the case, genius move by Bruce Arians. Genius move. And I that that was the first thing that I could have thought to come to mind is maybe he did this more strategically than what we all thought. So all right, Chuck. Well that's giving him a lot of credit. I am. I am. And I, I think Bruce Arians is think smart enough do. to do something like that, but right. I still have this lingering thought of Something doesn't smell fully right here. Right. Some it just doesn't doesn't come off well. But we'll never know at this point. Maybe we will a couple years from now. But at least for now, we just have to go with what they say. Yep. So Charlie, we obviously uh, we're coming up on the draft. So that is all the news that we have for this week. 
Oh, Charlie, I got I got one more thing. Sure. Uh, the 49ers uh, exercised Kyle Juszczyk's option. Oh. So we've got him for another mm-hmm. year. So we've got him through 2024. Nice. Very good. I, I love that. Yeah. It makes me happy. You should. You should be happy. Uh, and we, we don't know what's happening with Jimmy Garoppolo. It sounds no, we like, don't. I just want to say, <clears throat> our owner has said, what is wrong with the idea of keeping him, keeping Trey Lance as an understudy to Jimmy Garoppolo, kind of like we did with Steve Young? Because Steve Young was an understudy to Joe Montana for four years. And, he, and uh, our owner said, and... Steve Young is a Hall of Famer. Now, I'm not saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is a Hall of Famer to Joe Mont. Like, yeah, I get it. But I think it's possible that we just keep him. We just keep uh, Jimmy. I think at this point it's much more possible than it was at the start. I do think teams are a lot more hesitant because of the shoulder surgery. Right. Because of how late he would be coming back. But... I do agree with you. I think, you know, we've talked about this off the pod. I think if there is going to be a move that's made, I think it happens after maybe a starting quarterback goes down. Yeah. Um, or potentially, you know, first couple weeks into the season. Um, but I, I see I, Jimmy G slinging it. I, I think game. it's the best thing for both parties here. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't know. Unless someone comes calling for Jimmy G, why? I agree. Why move him? And he, and he has a no-trade clause. So, um, I think the best offer we've gotten for him is two seconds, mm-hmm. which we've gotten, but Jimmy can we can Jimmy can Jimmy cancel that because he's got a no-trade clause. Right. So, if there's a trade offer, Jimmy has to approve it. So, um, we'll, we'll kind we'll of find see out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll find out. All right, Chuck. So, obviously, moving forward here, um, obviously, the draft happens. April 28th is the first round draft. April 28th through the 30th. Um, Charlie, we're going to do the same thing, kind of what we did last year. We're going to make our own mock draft. No trades included. And we're just going to work our way backwards from 32 all the way down to 10. And on draft night, we'll do 10 through 1. And we'll go from there. We'll live stream it again like we did last year. I'm really excited. All the draft hype is starting to get to me. I'm already very... um, very knowledgeable about the draft this year. I've been doing my research since the Panthers are at the six overall pick, and there's a lot of things floating around there about what they'll do. And so I've I've been doing my research, and I, I have a good feeling about you know understanding the draft and how it might play out this year, barring obviously any crazy trades, which right. sounds like this year it might happen more than any other year. But right. super excited for the draft to come up, Charlie, um, and we'll we'll just do it when it does. Cool. Charlie, you know what time it is. Tell me. What's jabbing your ass? Bryce, (laughs) tell me what's giving you the red ass this week. Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week, or should I say yellow ass? Uh Uh-oh. All the pollen. Oh, yeah. And I got a black car. Oh, boy. And anytime you roll down the windows, there's pollen all on your dash. It's everywhere. I'm also allergic to pollen. Yep. So I'm like, it's like my Armageddon at this point. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to blow up the asteroids and just survive at this point. So it's been crazy. Um, I did just wash my car today. I got a good detailed wash. 
Um, it's going to be yellow by Tuesday, but it's also supposed to rain a ton this week. So it's like, then what did I get my car wash for? So I'm going through the ringer at this point. I'm just, uh, you know, I have, I, I'm very particular about my car being clean and staying clean and on the outside and on the inside. And this time of year is always the worst for that scenario. So Charlie, I'm going through it. It's chapping my ass. Um, what about you? Um, I, I don't know that I have anything besides the pollen. Um, you know, what's, what's kind of chapping my ass is the fact that I don't really know what's happening with our quarterback situation. Yeah, that's fair. They say, they say uh, if you don't, if you don't have, like, if you don't know your quarterback, they don't know what your team is. Yeah. You don't have an identity. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, our team went to the NFC Championship mm-hmm. and to the Super Bowl with Jimmy. Yeah. So I, I just want to know, like, what's happening. Yeah. Um, either way, Trey Lance is going to get all the offseason work mm-hmm. because of the sur- surgery. He's going to have to rehab. Jimmy's going to have to rehab and stuff. But, uh, you know, um, also, I feel like there were a couple of opportunities we could have capitalized on in free agency that we didn't and also um the draft is coming up and we don't have a first round draft pick so i'm i'm like not nearly as excited for the draft that's fair you know what i mean no i absolutely know what you mean so i will be i figure i will be leading the kind of when it comes to the draft i'll be leading i'll ask you the questions yeah and let you answer them sure um but Bryce, I don't know if I have anything else. Uh, I don't either. It's been a good pod. Like I said, it's been a crazy off season. We've done three pods like this just to keep continuing to update from week to week basis. So it's been intense, and I think things are starting to slow down. I think things will really slow down until the draft, and then after the draft, things will kind of pick back up again, and we'll go from there. Yep. And I'll and after the draft, when we do our uh, divisional pods, I would like to bring. Uh, fan of each division to come on the pod and and uh, and join us. I think have, that'd be awesome. Have them bring their take. So if you want to do that, and uh, you think you've got something to say, let us know. Send us a message. Uh, besides that, like, rate, subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. As always, like, rate, and subscribe. Thanks. Love y'all.